Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. Now I want to show you how this relates and why it's not just easy for you to believe. You say, I believe God and it didn't happen. No, the Bible says if you believe, all things are possible to him that can't believe. So if you did believe, impossibility would have responded and respected your belief. But you think that because you agreed or that you were educated or something was revealed to you, you think you believed it. All it means is that you agreed. All it means is that you understood. But believing is a whole different thing. Believing has got to saturate your entire mental complex. Your belief system. Everybody say my belief system. Everybody take a deep breath. Let it out. Okay, we're going to make sure we stay with this. Y'all good? Everybody good? Now, watch this. So, you make a decision. You keep making this decision over and over again. Your subconscious mind says, let me help you with that. It takes it. It takes it from the, the conscious mind, it extracts the habit, takes the value, stores it in the conscience. Now, every t- you don't have to think about it. Now, all of a sudden, watch this now, you're doing something mindlessly, and you're making these decisions, and you wonder, hey, how's that happening? Case in point, your friend just moved out of town. You don't have a GPS in your car. They send you in, uh, directions to get to their house. So you get in the car, and you're riding, and, and folk try and talk. You shut up. You cut the radio off. You ain't trying to listen to music. You're reading the directions. Left at Carmichael. Right, on Bowers. There we go. Okay, okay. Somebody, don't talk. You're driving. What are you doing? Your, 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 your conscious mind is engaged on making decisions that will get you to the house. After about three or four times doing it, I mean, you laughing and talking, man. You listen to music, you bopping down the road. Next thing you know, you're at the house. Has it ever happened to you that you're sitting at a stoplight, you daydream, and when you come back to yourself, you're four miles down the road? And you wonder, listen, did that light change? That ever happened to you? What what about this? What about this? What about this? You had a grievous day at work or something is heavy on your heart, and you leave work, you're driving over, you're thinking, next thing you know, you're pulling up in the driveway. And you say, oh my God, did I hit anybody? How did I get home? Ever happened to you? (laughs) That is proof positive that what I'm telling you is true. And everything I'm sharing with you, I'm going to show you in the Bible today. If I can't show it to you, you're not obligated to believe me. God has given us the gift of meditation as the, as the means whereby we can, we can access our own belief system. Meditation. Everybody say meditation. When you hear meditation, what you're thinking is this Eastern um, psychological exercise. But what you need to understand about these mystics is that they got meditation from the word of God and perverted it. Meditation is a gift that God gives us over and over in scripture. The Bible talks about how the saints need to meditate the word of God. David prayed, he said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. When Joshua was, was cowering at the assignment before him, God says, I need you to be strong and very courageous. So here's what you do, meditate the word. When God wants to give his people the plan for being prosperous, even in the midst of, of a, a, a declining economy, he says, you meditate this word day and night and you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. 
David said in the 119th Psalm, he said, I have more understanding than all my instructors because I meditate your word. Paul told Timothy, he's meditating these things, give himself holy to them. For in so doing, he says, you, he said, people will, will see in public what you've been doing in private. So meditation is the will of God. It is the way I access my belief system. Amen? Now, I want to give you four, four ingredients of meditation. I'm not going to cover them today, but I just want to get into, give them to you. Is this too, is this too ac- academic for you? No, it could be good, because I'm going to get you anyway. So, so, you know, we... Number one. The first part of meditation is verbalization. Verbalization. The, the, the original word in the Hebrew for meditation means to mutter or to say to yourself under your breath. And so what it is, really, really meditation is a dialogue with you and yourself. You, you're talking to yourself. You're reading the word, but you're not just reading it. You're saying it back to yourself. So when the Bible says that, that himself took our sicknesses and carried our diseases, you're not just reading it, you're going, himself took our, and you're saying it over and over again, and you're saying and you're meditating, you're thinking about it, which takes you to the second step, which is visualiz- visualization. In visualization, I see the picture of hope on the canvas of my imagination. Get this. In, in visualization, I see a picture of what God is saying. It's, it's just a still photo. I see a still photo of the end result of what God is saying. Which moves me to number three, internalization. In, uh, during the internalization stage, I'm actually walking out all that God said. This is my first encounter with victory. This is the first time I, I, I've tasted victory is when I internalize it. The difference between internalization and visualization is one is a still photo and the other one is a movie. That's good. The difference between the one and the other in, 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 the, in visualization, I see myself in the picture. But in internalization, I walk it through. I see the habit being broken. You got it? I see myself winning the battle. I see myself being victorious. That's the difference. And then what gets me to the last one, which is repetition. Repetition is, the, is what, what, what I call the brainwashing part of meditation. For too long, we've allowed the world to put a negative connotation on brainwashing. Well, let's call brainwashing what it is. It is the washing of my brain from the erroneous information that I believe for all these years has been messing up my reality. Now, what we're going to do here is I want to address the way you perceive faith. God speaks a word to you that, for the most part, is unbelievable. You're asking, how are these things possible? And so what you do is, you say, well, if Jesus said it, then it has to be true. And we register it in our minds as being true, but it stops only at our conscious mind. I've chosen, watch this, to believe it, but here's what you need to know about your belief system that's powerful. Until you begin to make decisions that, inc- that involve action, your subconscious mind doesn't get involved. Did you hear what I just said? See how it works is like this. When, when your, your subconscious mind is designed to constantly monitor the conscious mind's decisions, 
So when you choose something, you keep doing it. What, what your subconscious mind says is, oh, well, he wants to make that a habit. And it, it, it takes the decision, like I said, extracts the value from the habit, deposits the value in the safe of conscience and holds on to the habit. And what it does, it, can, it constantly reminds you. So your subconscious mind can drive your car home. Scary as it is, it is true. Your subconscious mind when engaged, if not distracted, if you're just daydreaming or something happens, there's something that you didn't do intentionally, not if you're texting. Don't do that. Okay? But if you, if this, you just drifted off, at times I've pulled up the stop signs, and when I came back to myself, I wonder, what am I doing sitting there? I want a stop sign. My subconscious mind realized that it was a stop sign, not a yield sign. And I stopped. The power of this thing is incredible. So now here you are involved in misbehavior. So let me tell you how, what happens to you. Satan is so threatened that you're going to find out who you are, that from time to time you experience deep depression. He understands about you that if he gets you to a certain low, that you will need to, you need to feel something else, experience something else. You will need immediate gratification, and he knows you will misbehave for the sake of alleviating the pain. He knows that about you. He knows that. So here you are, you're in your home or wherever you are, and you feel it coming on you. You feel it coming on you. But what has happened to you is, every time this happens, you have programmed yourself through the belief system to respond a certain way. So now mindlessly, you're going to misbehave. Now, I'll tell you what y'all could do. I know you're listening, but at least let me know you're alive. You could say something. Just say something. Say something, okay? No. He knows you're going to miss me. And so what he does, watch this. He presses you and presses you and presses you until you get so. And some guys turn to pornography. Because what they need is immediate change. They need immediate gratification. They need something that will make them feel better right now. And they go for this thing that has pleasure on the front end. Or some women will turn to retail therapy. <laughs> well, she has to go buy something right now. She needs to buy something so that, so that she could feel better right now. Don't need it, but she got to buy it. And now your belief system is so programmed that whenever you reach a certain line of that dark Deep depression, you got to do something to jumpstart you, and it has to have pleasure on the front end. Now, here's the problem with pleasure on the front end. Obedience to God normally does not have pleasure on the front end. It has short-term discomfort that leads to pleasure. But sin, the Bible says concerning Moses, when he would come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing instead to suffer with the children of God. He did not want, watch this now, the Bible says he did not want to involve himself in the pleasures of sin. Or sin that has pleasure for a season. And whenever Satan knows, well, he, he got you programmed. Now, let me ask you a question. Uh, am I, who am I talking to in here? No, speak for yourself. Somebody say, all of us, no, speak for yourself. People say, people say man, not me, all right. Okay, so he knows where you are. So now watch this. You say, well, Pastor, I just choose to change. You do. It's that easy, huh? You're going to just unlock the safe of your belief system, you'll get the combination and you will change. Here's my question. If you're going to change, why haven't you? I'm going to show you a powerful thing. The thing about you is, and what he knows about us is, we never choose anything that we don't see value in. 
We have to see value in it to choose it. So what he does, he, he pumps all this volume, all this value rather, on the front end. Knowing at the back end you got hell to pay. But you, right now you don't care about hell. You don't care about pain. What you care about is you need gratification and you need it now. Watch this now. So you have placed the thing that you keep going back to repeatedly, um, misbehaving, you have placed value on it, although God said it's wrong. And if you keep doing it long enough, your conscience can become seared where it dismisses any pulling. Okay? Oh, now, so, so he knows you put value on it. And you say, well, you ever heard people say, um, I'm going to do this for 21 days and I'm going to change? Yeah? You ever heard that? Okay, I'm going to show you something. It works to this degree. If you see value in a thing and you keep telling yourself, I will be changed in 21 days, you run a great chance that the value of that thing will be stored in your conscience and you will change. But if you do for 21 days saying to yourself, man, after 21 days, I'll never do this again, you go on a fast. And you say, you know what? I'm hungry after day seven. And you say, when the 21st day come, I'm done. On day 22, I'm finna eat. Watch this now. If you don't place value on it, what's going to happen is after 21 days, you will not have changed. If, and here's what the enemy does. You don't, listen, we value the pleasures of sin, but we don't value the power or the, or the principle that's in holiness. We don't value holiness. Come on now. This pastor, you know, pastor, listen, what I'm teaching you, pastor, working on. Now I'm going to tell you, can I help you all? I'm going to help you so you take your guards down. I'm working on it. I am getting to the, listen, I am, I'm getting to the place where I told God, I said, Lord, you know what? Uh, and stop telling the Lord, Lord, I want to change. No, tell him, I'm going to change. I'm going to change. I'm not going to stay like this. Okay? When you read the word of God, don't walk away without seeing the value of what he's saying. Meditate the value of it because once there's value attached to it, when you keep choosing the way, and, and what happens to us is God will tell you, God will say to you, God will say, I want you to change. And you say, but I can't, I hurt too bad. And God says, I want you to change. You say, I can't, Lord, it's too far away. Here's what you're missing. Here's what you're missing. You know, uh, when I first got saved, I was a drug addict. And I experienced what, what some use the terminology, they call it deliverance. But let me tell you what deliverance is. God knows how your belief system is wired. He made it. So what deliverance really is, listen to this, is that God for a moment miraculously suspends the pressure of your flesh. He builds a barrier against the demons that pressure you. And he leaves you wide open to think for yourself with just you and him. And what happens is he gets you to choose over and over again to do the right thing. Until, watch this, because you're in a delivered isolated or insulated situation, you put value on this good thing you're doing, now you're clean. You don't feel pressured anymore, driven. And you begin to value it, watch this, all of a sudden you're free. Then the Lord says now, say now, try to tempt him now. And the devil comes, you ain't stunned the devil because now your whole belief system has been changed. You have done the right thing so long that your subconscious mind took it, extracted the habit, gave the value to conscience, and now that's the way you live. Now, after you're saved, you get in trouble, you go to God and you say, deliver me. And God says, no, work the process. Faith is not a miracle. It's the way the just shall live. And the way it works is I get the word of God 
and I obey the word of God over and over again until my subconscious mind. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person. He's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. So faith hears the Word of God, watch this, chooses now to see the value in it and to act on it, although it's hard. Although it's difficult, I keep emphasizing there's value in this. And I keep doing it, watch this now. And the Bible says when, it, when my love for God begins to override the difficulty of the commandment, watch this now. The Bible says it will not become grievous, it won't be grievous to me. I keep doing this knowing that I'm doing this and eventually this thing is going to kick in. And my subconscious mind now reaches up to my conscious mind, gets it, gets a decision, takes the habit, gives the value, and all of a sudden change comes. Okay, now let me show you this. Most believers have never experienced change because we don't teach this. This stuff I'm teaching people say is psychology. Is it not psychology? It is a psychological perspective on a spiritual truth. Now, if I don't prove this, I just wasted your time. What time is it? Okay, good. I'm I'm, going to bring it home. I want to prove to you that it's the will of God, the second stage of of trusting God, walking by faith, is you've got to meditate the word of God until it gets into your spirit. Next week, we're going to talk about meditation in length, at length, maybe maybe even Wednesday night, okay? We're going to talk about meditation. I'm going to show you how to do it. It's not difficult. It'll be fun. You will learn. Listen, you'll fall in love with Jesus all over again. Oh, yeah. Your understanding level is going to rise. Supernatural things are going to happen. People are going to be finding you to bless you. When you start to meditate the word of God, the Bible says you make your way prosperous and you're going to find good success. Okay? Now, so watch this now. So the, the issue is I've got to now keep hearing this word about my belief system. Because you say, Pastor, this is interesting. So she goes home from work. She's the life of the party. But when she gets home, a heaviness hits her. Her track record has been 
she'll fix herself up and go to the club. Because when she walks in, she's saved on the side. But when she walks in the club, people are going to begin to compliment her, and that immediate gratification does something for her self-esteem. But invariably, she ends up going home and experiencing a one-night stand, which causes her to be depressed over and over again. And the cycle is repeating itself, and now she's strong enough where it's not, it's not happening every weekend now. It's happening maybe once every quarter. But four times a year is still devastating. And she came to church because what she has done is she's hidden behind this facade, the broken part of her. And because she has a prophetic gift, it's important that they call me prophetess. Because that reminds me of my connection to God. But it doesn't change the fact that her misbehavior is on a collision course with her destiny. If she don't get a handle on this, the whole thing is gonna come tumbling down. The Bible teaches that in the spirit realm, there are lords awaiting your decision to know which one is gonna have control of you. You choose lordship by decision, not with words. So what I'm gonna show you now in scripture is what I just took 40 minutes to explain. I'm gonna show you that because you don't respect the, the, or your belief system, the way it works. Listen to what Romans 12 says. It says, and be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. In the literal Greek, be ye transformed by the entire and complete renovation of your mental complex or your belief system. When you're talking about being renewed in the spirit of your mind, you're not just talking about your conscious mind. You have to, you, it has to be a performance of something so that your subconscious mind could get cleansed too. Is it has to be a performance of something so your conscience can be cleansed. You can't, your conscience don't just get clean asking the Lord to forgive me. Watch this. You say, he said if, if, uh, he's faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Yes, that's true. But the cleansing from the unrighteousness doesn't happen until you start doing the word. Here's what he said. Be ye, he said, but, but, he said, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Literally in the, in the, in the Greek, cheating yourself out of what's yours. Go in your Bibles to Romans chapter 6. Yes, sir. Faith 101. We ain't going to teach another deep thing till we get this. Another deep thing. We, matter of fact, if you know friends that need to hear this, bring them to church. Knock them out, tie them up, bring them to church. <laughs> Romans chapter 6. Are you there? Now, how many, how many of you kind of followed me so far? You kind of follow me? Does it make sense to you? Okay, now, I want to show it to you from the Bible, how it looks. Everything we see is from this angle. It's from a natural angle. What I just did was take... Now, you know, the reason you buy, you're buying into what I'm saying is because I'm not explaining it from a natural angle. I'm coming from this psychological angle of talking about a spiritual thing. But you know it's true of you. To whatever extent you are being defeated in this area, you know it's true of you. 
If you get, if there's a certain line, if you get below that line, you are liable to do anything. Everybody say, I'm tired of living like that. Romans chapter 6, verse 15. What then? Shall we sin because we're not under the law but under grace? God forbid. Now, know ye not that to whom you yield yourself servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness? You missed it. So let me slow it down. Flip to the New Living Translation. No, 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 wait, 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 go back to the King James. Let's do King James first. Know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey. Make no difference whether it's of sin unto death or, or of obedience unto righteousness. Now flip to New Living Translation. Watch this. He says, Do you, don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteousness. He says, the, here's, the, here's the reality. Here is, here's the revelation. Here's the truth. In the natural, you don't know what's going on with you, but he says, watch this. Whoever you choose to obey, when you obey them, you become their slave. And listen to the word for slave. It's the Greek word doulos. It means you lose your will. You don't choose your behavior anymore. When you, once you engage in this thing over and over, when you do it a certain amount of times, then, then the enemy comes in and says, you know what? Now you got to do it. So all he's responsible to do is to get you to that line. He knows you're not going to misbehave unless you get below that line. So he forces you and presses you and pushes you. And he does whatever he has to do because he knows once you get to that line, he knows you. He knows when you get to that line, now when you get to the line, now you, say, now you go out there and misbehave. And you say, I don't want you. You got to. And the Bible says the principle is, put the scripture back up there, please. The Bible says the principle is, keep the scripture up there for me. The principle is, is that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey. And you know how it, I just showed, that's the spiritual side of it. You say, man, that's spiritually deep. No, I should just show you how it works. When you do it, when you act it out from a conscious decision, the subconscious mind takes it and makes it your habit and stores the value of it. And the thing that, that makes it difficult is you know it's wrong, but you value it. You value it. You're sucking on a cigarette that the box told you is going to kill you. No, no, this is real. I did it. I was a chain smoker. You know, you, the box tells you. But the value you get from it, I'm going to tell you what my thinking was. Whenever I got depressed and I want to go off in the military but I couldn't, I'd get me a Newport, stand outside, and I blow, I blow circles. I, I can make smoke do everything while I'm meditating. <laughs> it took my daughter, becoming an adult, to tell me the reason it, makes you it made you feel better was because you were taking deep breaths. And that's what made you feel better, not the nicotine that was killing you. Pour cigarette, fire on one end and food on the next. Listen, watch this. 
No, let me show you something. Look, that's a diabolical trap. The nicotine addicts you while the tar kills you. But then you say, well, well, them people are crazy. They're not crazy. They're, the same, they're doing the same thing you do. They value it. It's in their spirit. And so the Bible talks to us about cleansing our conscience from filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. How did my spirit get defiled? Because I kept choosing to do things that stored this value in my spirit that's wrong. Now you want me to tell you, you want me to call you girl, but you're a man. Don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. It's real. Because your spirit is so defiled with this thing. Pastor, I've never seen anybody change from that. You can change. You got to get this word of God. Get the word that God is talking about. Let it, let it go into your, your belief system and do war against that erroneous information. Let it dismantle that erroneous information. Let it assimilate truth into you. Let it give you a plan of action to walk this truth out. He says to his client, how long have you been addicted to pornography? All of my adult life, sir. The counselor responds, do you think you'll ever be free? No one in my family ever got free. And the counselor says, well, we have sessions at We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Art Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram at Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.